Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined with another coaching client, which just makes my day. It is so fun to do these interviews with MFR therapists who are rocking their businesses and changing people's lives every day. So Tracy Hobby is the owner of Touch of Wellness Myofascial Release located in Percival, Virginia. Tracy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey from like what you used to do in the olden days all the way up through your (laughs) MFR journey? Yeah. I was an LMT first and then I became a PT assistant. And then during my time as a PT assistant, I found John Barnes MFR. So in that time decided this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And this was when I was back in Oregon and had my own myofascial practice then. And then we moved back to Virginia where our family is and have been working as a contractor at a PT clinic, which was amazing and fantastic for me at the time. But we moved a little further away and the commute was too much. So that was my opportunity. And during that time too, I sort of played around with working at a chiropractor's office, which was Mm -hmm. the first time. And that was just a terrible experience for me. Oh no. (laughs) But it actually turned into a good experience because it made me just decide that I needed to go back into business for myself. And that's where I found you. All right. So you were thinking about going back into business for yourself when you decided to join coaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. I remember that. And we kind of like connected probably about a year ago, right? And you decided at that time that maybe you weren't ready for coaching. And then you picked up in the fall with the first October group that we did. Right. Exactly. What were you thinking then? Like when we had that first conversation and you decided you didn't want to do coaching, like what changed between then and when your decision to join coaching? Well, now knowing what I know now and looking back, I didn't know my money story basically. I didn't know how much money I had, what I was spending, any of that stuff. I kind of left it up to my husband. So when I heard this phenomenal amount of money, which that was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do that. We just moved into a new house. So I kind of put it off, but things happen for a reason. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right where you're supposed to be when you're ready for it. And exactly, I just want to honor that. Like your honesty about that and just saying like, it really was just my money story, right? It wasn't that you couldn't afford it. It just was like this thought, like you have no idea what you can and can't afford because you weren't in charge of your money, which is the same story I think a lot of people have, men and women, right? Like it doesn't matter (laughs) if you're not the money person in your relationship, why would you know, right? What is your money story now? I am much better. I still am 
working at it. Yeah. And it's not as scary. Before it was just so scary. I didn't even want to look. I was like, ah, fear. <laughs> but now I'm like taking peeks into things. My husband and I are like coming together and talking about our money yeah. and our budget and how we're dispensing all our money. So I'm in the learning process. That's so fun. How does it feel to pull back the covers and just see all of the facts and know about your money? You know, it's very empowering. And I also feel a little silly because like once now that I'm doing it, it's just like, it is not that scary. What the, why was I so scared? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're always scared of the unknown mm-hmm. and we just tend to push it down and push it away. And so it becomes scarier and scarier because just because we're not looking at it doesn't mean we don't have anxiety about it or worries. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So good for you. If you walk away from coaching with no other skills, which would be almost impossible, but let's say you walk <laughs> away with no other skills other than the ability to really get to know your facts about money and to have a completely different idea about your self-concept in relationship to your money. I mean, that's a huge win. That's life-changing generational changes come from that. I mean, to have kids raised in a family where the parents both understand money and they're not afraid of it changes their lives forever too. Yeah. I love that. So good. Great. Ah, Goosebumps. Okay. (laughs) So... What was the biggest problem you thought you had when you initially started trying to open up your business? My thought when I first started coaching with you was nobody knows me. Nobody knows I'm here. I haven't found my referral source yet. Mm. Who do I need to contact so they can give me all their clients or so they can feed me their clients? It's always been throughout my whole 25 years of doing massage and PT, PTA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. What is your thought about you as a referral source now? I am my best referral source. I love that. I am. All of my clients that I'm seeing now, and I'm almost fully booked, which is amazing. All are through my efforts, through my website that I created, all the stuff I created since coaching. My website, got them on the MFR directory. I might've done that that one first beforehand, mm-hmm. a Facebook page, and then just talking to people, which was the scariest thing when I first started to do. It sounded so easy and so simple. And I was like, okay, I, I can do this. And when it came to actually speaking to people and telling them what I did, it was an interesting learning experience into my core belief systems and things that were brought to the awareness when I started telling people. Because all these things came out like, oh, nobody likes me and I'm annoying people and nobody cares what I have to say. And all of these were just core belief systems that were blocking me from being able to just, just tell people and it's okay. But I put so much emphasis on each time I would walk up to somebody, hand them my card and tell them what I did. If it didn't come through as a direct referral source, either from the person or saying, oh, I know people who can see you, then I felt like I had failed. Mm. And you helped me through that process, which was great. Yeah. I remember having lots of conversations with you about, you know, putting a post on Facebook and then you deciding like your day was either going to be good or bad based on if people interacted with that post. And then it would kind of cause you to spin out a little bit and not show up and kind of hide and shrink down and beat yourself up. And I'm like, dude, this is just a post on Facebook. Probably (laughs) nobody even sees it, right? Like you're just posting into the universe, like a little tiny star. 
But the more you do it, like it gets brighter and brighter and more people can see it. But the way Facebook works, and because it's like a free platform, you never know who sees it. So you have to show up there all the time and be willing for it to mean nothing about you if people interact or not. And I think I challenge you to like post every day for 30 days and not make it mean anything about you. And 30 days ago, what was your practice like? And what happened after the 30 days of just showing up without any need for feedback? So 30 days ago, I was meeting my expenses. There's a certain amount of clients I need to see a week just to you know cover all my costs. And that's where I started out about 30 days ago. And since posting every day to Facebook... It's really helped me to be clear, like who my client is, how to speak to them. And with your help, not to worry about whether it's perfect or not, or if I say the right things or if I say the wrong things, and it's okay. So I felt okay about that. And then as I went along, I noticed I was able to get clearer and clearer of how to speak to that person. So it was really helpful. And I have gotten some clients through Facebook, but I think what ultimately happened was it just helped with my whole thought process to stay positive so I can draw in my clients. Yeah. I think some of that positivity comes from the clarity that you get when you learn exactly how to talk to people about MFR. And that actually becomes like, how do you talk to people about the results that people get from MFR? Not actually talking about the modality of MFR. And that can be so tricky for our brains because it's like our brain wants to make it so complicated and hard. And I mean, for every MFR therapist that tells me they can't talk about MFR, I mean, another person out there goes without help, right? So the sooner we can all get clearer and crisper on the results we provide and in not being ashamed or afraid to tell people about that, the quicker clients can find us, get on our table and get the relief that they're seeking. So high five to you for really using that challenge of just putting yourself out there on a media where you weren't comfortable doing it. It was annoying for you in the beginning. And frankly hurt your self-esteem in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. It was like kind of painful, but you overcame that. And that's just one of the things you've overcame in such a short period of time. That's right. Now, at the beginning of the month, we set goals, we set impossible goals. And then at the end of the month, I like to check in with everybody and see where they're at. And I also make you evaluate everything you've done for the month so that whatever is working, you can keep creating it. And whatever's not working, you can quit doing it. Most people use that time not efficiently, not most people, but some people use that evaluation against themselves instead of for themselves. But tell us what was January like for you and what is February like for you? Because it's a big difference. Yeah. So January, I think sort of in general, maybe because of Omicron and whatnot, I didn't get a whole lot of new clients. And you know, some people dropped off the schedule because they were worried about COVID. And I start to feel myself like make it a problem, like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of went into this sort of like depression almost, I guess, where I just wasn't really active. I just wasn't doing anything. I was just, you know, a woe is me type of situation. And then all of a sudden, like something shifted and changed. I think it was after I had a one-on-one with you, Heather, that I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, I got to get out there and and do this and everything's okay. And I just need to tell people about what I was doing. And so I became very active at that point. I think that's when I started the Facebook campaign. And also I started networking 
with people in person and going way outside of my comfort zones, like mm-hmm. one comfort zone after the other, after the other. And you teach us how to do these brain dumps and everything. And I would just like seriously be brain dumping like all my you know, insecurities and coming up with better thoughts so that I could be prepared when I went to these really scary situations. That was really yeah. helpful for me. And after that, everything just sort of picked up and people were new clients were coming all the time, which was great. That's so fun. Okay, Tracy, if you're comfortable, will you share with us what your January numbers were when you were kind of like in this funk, you know, you were kind of hiding, you weren't really willing to put yourself out there. You're in a little bit of the river of misery. What was January like for you for numbers? So January, I made $44.38, $4,438. Okay. And then in February, you really were a student of coaching. You really took to heart everything that was being said to you, all of the ideas that were being thrown out, and you put yourself in uncomfortable situations for growth while being supported. And how did February turn out? I made $7,376. Yeah, that's quite a big jump. It's like $3,000 jump. Yeah. How were you thinking about yourself as a therapist, as a business owner, as a woman in January? And how are you thinking about yourself now? I have so much confidence in myself now. Other things that you had us do was our belief systems about ourselves, about MFR and about our clients. And my belief system is so high. And I know that when I start to have certain feelings that are uncomfortable, I can reach in and figure out what the thoughts are generating that discomfort and then be able to change my thoughts to be more intentional and be more of who the person that I think that I am, that I know that I am. I can help people. I wrote some thoughts down. I can share them with you. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So we already talked about the first one. I am my own best referral source. Mm -hmm. I can do hard things. This one I borrowed from one of our other group members, Rachel. I am a magnet for money. I'm a magnet for clients. Everybody needs MFR and everybody gets exactly what they need when they come for the appointment. That was huge. That's huge. Yeah. When you have that thought, like everybody gets what they need when they come for their appointment, how do you feel? Like, do you feel relieved? Do you feel empowered? Does it kind of takes the pressure off? Absolutely. Yeah. It takes the pressure off. There need to be certain expectations about how the person feels or their concept of what happened. They're getting exactly what they need. And that's so empowering. Yeah. And there's no hurry, right? Like now you also have learned and implemented how to sell MFR for long-term, not just like these quick fixes and Band-Aid situations. How is that going for you? And is that what we're seeing, the difference between January and February numbers? I think that's a big part of the process as well, is that's definitely sort of changed my whole way of practicing MFR as well, is that how can the person get their best results? Mm-hmm. And just because what I know and what I've experienced is that being able to let them know coming in for more frequent visits, especially in the beginning, they're going to get better results and be able to have that conversation. And boy, that was super scary at first, but then it becomes just like facts. You know, It's just like, you're just giving these people facts, just letting them know what you feel is best for them. And then they have the decision whether or not they want to take your your advice or do any of the things that you tell them to do. And that was took a lot of pressure off as well. And you know, at the very beginning, I was kind of like graspy and was like, oh, I don't I don't want to like say anything because maybe they won't come back. I want to say the wrong thing or because I, you know, I needed to have them in my practice and my business. And uh, 
And I think that's okay that I was going through that. And now that I'm more busy and I'm booked a little bit more, I'm, I'm getting new clients. It's a little bit more easy for me to let go of that, let go of the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like that period, we all go through it and you'll go through it again. Like you're not immune from it just because you get closer and closer to the goal you have of being fully booked and like a certain amount of money every month, that graspiness. But your concept about like what defines you and what actually like creates your confidence is no longer dependent on if your client is telling you words that make you feel good. Like you're providing the words for yourself. You're providing the confidence for yourself. And that's one of the biggest changes I've seen in you is you going from like constantly telling yourself that you're not good enough. It's not fast enough. It's not perfect enough to like, no, I'm know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly how to create these clients and I'm not confused. Like you're just not confused anymore. And when you are confused, you're noticing it sooner. And then you're able to self-coach yourself and get answers because confusion just keeps you stuck. Yeah. When we were first coaching, you were working as a contractor with someone, you were commuting all the time and you felt very loyal to them. Like you were very afraid to leave there because of what it would mean about you if you left, right? Because people were counting on you. Yes. And... I like to take the emotion out of it. And we just went through the facts. Like factually, you were losing money working there because of the commute and because of how little you were being paid. And the part where you could you just couldn't quite give any hours to the practice you were trying to grow. Mm-hmm. And once you found that out, like you were able to really make a very quick decision to get out of that situation. And what ended up happening? Yeah. So I think after we had that, aha moment together as a group during coaching. Yeah, Everybody helped out in that situation. Everybody was with me. And that was just so empowering for one thing. And then I think within like the next week, I had rented my space, my new space. I had given my two-week notice. And yeah, everything kind of started from there. Yeah. And you figured out exactly how many clients you needed to break even. And when you had that number, you were like, that's easy. And you were you started breaking even right away. Like there was never a month where you didn't break even. There were lots of months that were just break even months, but it was still more money than what you were making at the other place, right? You're no longer bleeding money, mm-hmm. which I think was a surprise to you to find out was happening. Yeah, absolutely. It was like, it, it just opened my eyes. I was like, oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. The commute time, the, how much time I was spending driving back and forth, which was pretty much two hours. On the emotional toll of it, right? Like you have kids. How many kids do you have? Two. Two. And you're a wife and a mom and a myofascial release therapist. So it's like, you want to be able to do it all. How do you feel about your ability to do it all now while running your own practice, while having like close to five figure a month practice? I can't even believe it. I mean, I never knew that I was able to be in this position and make this much money and also be here for my two young boys. They're six and nine and they need me to be close by. My husband does too. And he works a full-time job as well. Mm -hmm. So to be able to make my own schedule, like I'm thinking even in summer, I'm going to have to like, you know, have my summer schedule. Which you get to have, you get to do whatever you want. Exactly. And to support my husband, you know, because he has it's high pressure job and to be here for him. And I'm not dependent upon this contracting job, which I was at some point, at least I felt that I was. And now I have my own practice that I run and it feels awesome. I'm empowered and it's all me and it's so freeing. Yeah. 
That's so fun. What does your husband think about what you are creating? Oh my God. He loves it. (laughs) He's like, you're making more money than me now. (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. Oh my gosh. Well, he's paying for all the healthcare and yeah. 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 You guys are a team. Exactly. I love that so much. And what do you think your kids think about what you're doing? Are they aware? Mm, I don't think that they're aware at this point. At one point you had said, you know, go home and tell your kids how much money you made that week. Cause my money story was a scarcity in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. And you said, break that, you know, familial cycle. And I went home and I was like, I'm going to make a thousand dollars this week. And my, my son was like, yeah, that was, that's great. You know, he was mm-hmm. like, that's a lot of money, mom. So just to not have him feel that we have to like skimp and scrape and all that stuff and that yeah. he can be more secure. That's so fun. And women are empowered. Yeah. And you can do it. Yeah. And the only reason this is working is because you decided it would. Like you could have kept that thought that you really had it well at that independent contractor job because you really did. Like you really believed that that was a safer bet for you for a long time Absolutely. until you didn't. Right. And then you knew better and you made it a new choice. There are people that can't overcome that and like make that decision to switch. So I just want to give you credit where credit is due. Like that's huge. And this is like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, like hundreds of thousands of dollars difference over your lifetime in your business because you were able to make that decision. Because you were able to decide that you could come up with $3,000 for coaching, right? And now you can make an extra $3,000 every month because you have implemented all of this stuff. Like that really adds up over time. (laughs) Yeah. I think you and I talked about the other day. It's like, how am I going to pay myself back for this money that I'm going to be using for coaching? Yeah. I had no idea. And I was like, Tracy, you're going to make more money and you're going to make it all the time. That's how you pay yourself back. But I think when you really don't believe that it is possible for you, like in the beginning, like some people come to coaching super skeptical, like I double dog dare you to help me be successful, right? (laughs) Like we have to overcome that, right? And I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to hold the space because I know what's possible. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. There's no way you can't do it. And that was something that really helped me too, is that you were doing it. You were walking the walk. You were setting the example for all of us. And it was like, hey, if Heather can do it, I can do it too. Why not? I mean, you're very special in your own way and you can only do things the way that you're going to do it. But if I can implement the same things that you implemented to get to where you are today, which is an empowered woman who I you know, look up to, then why not? Why can't I do it? Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's so nice. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? It's the same with MFR. We can only take our MFR patients as far as we're willing to go. And I totally... like When I was an active practitioner, I mean, I walked that walk. I was always taking seminars and I still will. I will always take seminars. I was always getting care for myself and going deeper and deeper. And that's the same thing with this business. Like... I will not put you guys in a position that I'm not willing to do in my own business, whether it was in my MFR business or now in my coaching business, right? And I will always do the hard work first, like doubling prices and doing that. And I will give you the real live, Mm -hmm. obvious thing of what's going on and the pain that comes with every decision you make. That's why we have barf jars and courage jars so that we can account for all of the hard things we're doing and we're surviving. Mm-hmm. And we are becoming empowered and changed and breaking generational curses that we don't have to carry that crap with us anymore. Just because it was hard for our parents or our grandparents, like that doesn't have to be our story. And I think that's super important for people to know. Yeah, you can break through. You can do it. 
no matter what story you have, you can change it if you want to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I believe that totally. Yeah. Change is possible. Yeah. So fun. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for being a part of the MFR coaches community. I love having you. I love watching you grow and change. And I just know it's so important for all of the people that are either clients of yours now or are going to be that you keep doing this work and you keep pushing through because of all the people you're going to help. Exactly. What's your favorite thing about your job now? I love that I have a four minute commute to my (laughs) office. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so baller. There's so many things I love about it, but that's probably the number one right now. Yeah. That yeah. is so good. Every day you wake up and you're like, oh, I only, it's only going to take me four minutes to get there. That's so <laughs> good. I love it. Is there anything else you want to share with people before you go like about your experience with coaching? Anything you'd recommend to people? If you are kind of on the fence, if you're not happy with where you are in, in your business or you want to change and have your own business, then I highly recommend you get a coach and to hire Heather, especially if you're an MFR therapist, because she's been there, she knows, she knows. And we ask her in our group so many questions and she answers in a way that we can understand because we have this similar background. And now I advocate for coaches all the time. Everybody needs a coach. You need a That's coach. Right. You need a coach. You need, you a, need coach. a coach and you need a coach. I mean, it is true. It does help you like with your life and your business, because this doesn't isn't just limited to your business, you start applying it to your relationships and your money story and anything that comes up. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you think you've applied coaching to outside of your business? Probably like having conversations with my husband and like we get into these old patterns of like bickering back and forth. And I'm like, hmm, well, that's a thought you have. Well, that's just your thought. Yeah. That's not really reality. <laughs> Yeah. And you don't even have to point it out to him, right? Like you can figure out like what his model is and you can coach yourself around it and not have to like buy into his drama or whoever else's drama is happening. It's helped me to be less reactive to Mm -hmm. things and be able to kind of step outside a little bit and be like, Hmm, I'm having these feelings. What are the thoughts that are behind these feelings that I'm having? And is it something that is good for me right now? Or maybe if I change my thought, I'd feel better. Yeah. So good. So good. All right. Well, thanks for being on the program. For anyone that would like to look Tracy up, maybe you want to go and get treatment or send clients her way. Her website is tow-mfr.com. And again, she is the owner of Touch of Wellness Myofascial Release in Percival, Virginia. Tracy, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Heather. And we'll see you next week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.